0: We're live! We're live! <laughs> we're live! A lot of times we pre-record this. But good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Movies with Moira and Shannon. Want to introduce Hello. yourself? Hi, I'm Moira Gimiteo
1: and I'm, I know Shannon because of Taka, you know, uh, the Autism Community in Action, families getting together and sharing what helps their kiddos and uh, it's been a long time. It's been a
0: long time. Yeah. you, you were my mentor a million years ago. And I've always learned so much from you, and I respect and admire you so much. You are such a wealth of knowledge. And people ask me all the time, like, if I have a question, Mm -hmm. like, who do I run to? And it's almost always you. So um, there you go. So I'm so excited. We've been doing this for over a year now.
1: I was just talking about that the other day, and it still kind of blows my mind, you know?
0: I'm like, it's such
1: a thrill, and it yeah. feels like, I mean, I would pay you to do this, because I love this so much.
0: <laughs> Don't say that too loudly. Somebody <laughs> might hear that. But, uh, but no, because I, I think, you know, we're both people who have, we have some things in common that we're both moms in the autism community mm-hmm. advocating for our kids, but we both were also posting on Facebook about movies that we had seen mm-hmm. and talking about them, and you, I would post something and go off on something, and you would say, that's funny, because I really liked it. Yeah. And yeah. you were the person who said, I kind of feel like we're Siskel S- and S- Ebert, that S- 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 we're on the, on the different sides. And then I went, okay, well, that's it, then. You have to come on, and we got to, And we did an Oscar show, and we got such a big reaction about it, we've been doing, about it, doing it ever, ever since. Ever since, yeah. So we're going to review a bunch of movies today, but we are live right now on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and a dozen other sites. Our fabulous Trayvon is going to show you some of the different ways that you can connect with us. If you're watching us live, of course, it will be podcast later on, and we are a free podcast wherever you get your podcast. It is under the Autism Live uh, podcast, which is also available. There is an Autism Live app, and so you can automatically be getting this show and other shows being done here on the Autism Network. It, it was available last week on... Uh, if you had an Apple device, but now, because Traven is fabulous, it's available on a- Android devices, too. It's free, <laughs> and then it just automatically updates so that if you want to go back and watch shows, you can go back and do that. So nice. that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. We do want to tell you, though, that we uh, we love when you guys interact with us. It's is why we're doing this live today. So we want to hear from you Whatever platform you're watching on, if you're watching live on Facebook or YouTube or Twitter, you can just write in in that platform, and we can receive that right here on our iPads. I didn't tell you that you have an iPad oh, there too, if you would like to see it. All right. Um, and I'll, I'll have them here, too, as well. Uh, but we usually like to start with a little bit of an update if there's anything going on, on Taka. Yeah. We just wrapped up. We had done
1: uh, our Take Action Conference series. That was the entire um, month of April. And it just wrapped up because I think, well, actually, if you, if you did register for that, um, make sure to keep watching the recorded content because it's going to go away okay. on May 31st. So... Um, I'm just thinking, what day is it today? Um, so yeah, keep watch. Whatever you haven't had a chance to watch, um, we have uh, some s- new scholarships that are available. So take a look, see, you know. And uh, so yeah.
0: informative when you guys do those things. Yeah, and a
1: bunch of new articles. We've got an article out on housing, and mm-hmm. um, and an article for employers of like, what are you, what, do, what things they might want to do if they want to hire somebody on the spectrum. Amazing.
0: Yeah, so. Well, check I it want to check that out <laughs> we sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. have interns and hire people on the spectrum, mm-hmm. so I want to check that out. Mm-hmm. You guys do amazing work. I always say that their website is the best website for autism that there is. I say that in front of you and <laughs> behind your back um, <laughs> because I believe it to be true. Mm-hmm. That, so if you go to tacanow.org, thank you, Traven for mm-hmm. putting it on the screen, there's everything under the sun. And I, I always tell people it's the greatest place to go, but start with the question that you most have because mm-hmm. there's so much information it really is. And you can go down the rabbit hole yeah. and stay down for a week. Yeah. It'll be exciting, and you'll be like, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize this is a great yeah. free resource. But start with the thing that you want to know about, yeah. and they have a great search bar.
1: Yeah, and then we also have checklists, which I think mm. helps people keep organized because that's the thing. It's very easy to get overwhelmed when you're starting out, even now. You yeah. know, this the information overload, so the checklists are really super helpful.
0: And I think that you guys are a great organization. If you're feeling burnt... You know, if you're like, I don't today I just don't have the energy to do that, I would encourage you to go on there and just find one thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It might be, um, you know, that you decide to ask for a journey guide. Mm-hmm. It might be that you decide to go to a virtual coffee talk. It might be, you know, that you read one article. But I, I do think that your batteries get refreshed, and then I really encourage you to attend in some way, shape, or form one of, one of the conferences that, you, that mm-hmm. you guys do because that is the big battery yep. recharge. Yep.
1: And then we have our in-person one coming up in October yeah. in Orange County. So if you can join us for that, that
0: would be great amazing. too. Amazing. I want to try to get to that one this year. I wasn't able to come last year because mm-hmm. I was in Seattle. But um, I, I love them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I love them. And you get to meet all kinds of amazing people that are on all different kinds of journeys. Mm-hmm. And I always learned something that I did not know. Mm-hmm. I walk in and I go, well, how did I not know about that? (laughs) You know? um, Absolutely amazing. Okay, so check that out, tacanow.org. Thanks for the update on that. Yeah. Okay, shall we get started with uh, what are you watching? (laughs) Uh, Because uh, I've been watching a lot, Mm -hmm. uh, more than we're going to get to today. Yeah. Because I need to binge a little bit on a bunch of stuff recently. I yeah. don't know about you. Yeah, yeah I uh, have been, yeah. I, I, but, and there's been some good stuff, mm-hmm. and there's also been some woof-woof stuff, but let's see if we can <laughs> sort all that out. So <laughs> let's take a look at, uh, here we go. We're going to start with our first film, and if you haven't watched before, it's not doing it. there there it is. There it is. Okay. All right. Uh, So Moira's going to talk first and give us a little bit of rundown in her opinion, and then I tag team later. Tag team in. Okay. Um, So first one is Man Called Otto,
1: and it is, you know, as you can see, Tom Hanks and um, the fabulous Mariana Trevino, who I now adore and will be a a fan of forever. Um, So as much as I like Tom Hanks, I didn't expect that I would like this movie. But it won me over. Hanks pay, plays Otto, a grouchy man who complains about everything. All the while, he polices his neighborhood, correcting the way people recycle, trying to stop people from driving through the the, you know, using the neighborhood as a drive-through for a larger condo complex, and he's just. Very grouchy. And then we find out that he is grieving the death of his wife and is looking to end things. Um, But his plans are constantly interrupted by helping his new neighbors. They're a young family that's moved in with two small children and another on the way, and the very pregnant mom played by the fantastic Mariana Trevino. She steals every scene. I adore her. And every time he tries to retreat into his grief, the trials and everything of all his neighbors intrude. And um, he ends, even ends up with an unwanted pet cat. Um, and then we watch flashbacks with um, Otto's early life when he meets his wife. And the young Otto is played by uh, Tom Hanks' son, Truman Hanks. And. Um, it's neat because he can't turn away from the human needs from the cat needs and it shows his humanity underneath this very cranky exterior and I just love the way it unfolded it was a great role for Hanks I kind of hated him in in and as Colonel Parker and Elvis and this was like this is why Tom Hanks is a treasure this this film because it's like yes exactly perfect and um the, uh, she keeps pace with them, Mariana Trevino, and there's a wonderful scene I won't spoil that was so delightful when she gets some information that she didn't previously have and her reaction, it's perfect. I just, I very, I was surprised because I really yeah. did not have high expectations.
0: What did you think? I loved it. Yeah? I absolutely loved it. And I, when we sat down to watch it, I said to my husband, I believe that there's two different types of, of Tom Hanks movies, mm. there's really good movies, mm-hmm. like really good movies, and then there's really bad movies. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: you know, Turner and Hooch, come on, uh, <laughs> Joe versus the Islander of the Volcano, volcano. or whatever that yep. is. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, um, and and I thought that this was going to be one of the really bad ones, mm-hmm. and I thought that because I wasn't hearing a lot of buzz about it. Right. It kind of came out and went, and yes. I didn't hear anything. So I thought, oh, it's going to be one of those cringy Tom Hanks, because I didn't like him as Colonel Parker either. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
0: and then we started to watch it, and and I, I got very emotional about halfway in, and I turned to my husband, and I said, it's one of the great ones! <laughs> I didn't know. And it was so funny, because I'd done a little review of it online, and... Um, Rachel Bird, which we have to say, today is Kobe Bird's 21st birthday, so we're saying happy birthday. Happy birthday, Kobe. So uh, Rachel Bird, his mom, who's, uh, you know, she does a show here with us, too, and she's a dear friend of mine. Uh, she saw my review, and she, so she watched it. And the other day, I'm at work at my desk, and my phone rings, and it's her at a time of day. She doesn't normally call me. And I answered, and she said, you didn't tell me I was going to cry. And I said, oh, I, I try not to give too much away. But I do <laughs> want to say, I think it is one of uh, one of the greats. It's a very unexpected role from Tom Hanks. It's not his usual fare. Mm-hmm. The supporting cast is absolutely amazing. Yes. But I do want to say that this is an adult film, Mm -hmm. that uh, after we both were raving about it, somebody said, oh, well, I'm going to watch this with my uh, child, and we both went, oh, okay, wait a second, there's very adult themes in this Mm -hmm. movie, Mm -hmm. I don't want to give it away, but Mm -hmm. there's very adult um, Mm -hmm. themes in this movie, and, and I will say that there's a lot of uh, stuff about suicidal ideation, yes, so it is not something to be yeah. shown lightly to mm-hmm. even a teenager, mm-hmm. but it's a great movie. I think this is going to go down in history as being in the in the very much high in the plus column of movies that he has done for him, yeah, I absolutely. thought it was absolutely remarkable. Yeah. No. So, and
1: for the Mindhunter fans, I don't know the the neighbor that is doing all the exercises. Uh-huh. He was the actor Cameron Breton, I believe his name is, who played uh, Ed Kemper in the uh, in the Mindhunter.
0: So, okay. totally unrecognizable. And I was like looking at the credits, going, "Wait a minute, what?" <laughs> <laughs> but here's my question to you: that I've been asking everybody that has seen the movie and liked it. Did you see autism in this movie? Oh, because oh. I did, but oh, everybody else wait, says wait, the character of Otto. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I could see that. I
0: could see that. Um, yeah. That there mm-hmm. were several different clues. They don't say that, right. but there it's were several different clues about mm-hmm. how he is about how he social anxiety, things. how mm-hmm. he manages social interactions, his uh, idea of perspective-taking, mm-hmm. um, his in early interactions with his who became his wife, mm-hmm. how he, in fact, proposes to her, right. and how she deals with that and how he gets through his life with her, mm-hmm. that she helps him decode, right. I thought that I thought that Otto was uh, on our team. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, right. I so there's an argument there for that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: anyway, so on to our next film. Our next. Oh, and here it is. Prodigious. What we've all <laughs> been waiting for, <laughs> Cocaine Bear. Yes. yes. Cocaine Bear. Um,
1: okay. Let's start off right away and say this is not high art. All right. No. I get that. Um, it's highly unlikely it'll be nominated for anything except maybe Best Use of Severed Limbs. Um, but it's, uh, the premise is simple. A uh, drug lord transports a large amount of cocaine via small airplane, and the coked up pilot, played delightfully by Matthew Rise of Perry Mason and the yeah, Americans, love him. fabulous guy, um, ends up crashing the f- uh, in the forest, and a bear finds the stash. So we have children in peril, a park ranger with a secret crush, hapless bad guys trying to find the coke. All the characters converge, having to outwit the the strung-out bear to survive. Now, this is based on a true story, but as is the usual case, this real story is just sad. I mean, the bear in question ended up dying of an overdose, so it's very, very sad. So putting that aside, um, because it's so sad, this is basically your slasher film, um, Beast of the Week film, and honestly, this is the first movie I wished I'd seen with a crowd, mm. you know, because it's so over the top, mm. and I think the it's campy, and I think that if I'd been in an audience one things were happening and listening to the reactions, it would have added to it, and we were watching it. We actually watched it as a family. We watched it with my son, and he he just thought it was hilarious, mm. you know, and he we told him, eh, you know, it's not, you know, not not real life, you know, kind of yeah. thing, and, but ridiculous but I think there's a it's a popcorn movie it's silly you go in with very low expectations you won't be disappointed and I know you you were you hated it oh I just hated it
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just hated it. I hated every part of it. I have publicly said that I think that Elizabeth Banks should not be allowed to direct it. Oh! Uh, I, like, I, I literally, as a woman, I try to support all women and I want to support women directors, and I feel like she's working against us. Mm. Uh, and I tried to not hold it against her Pitch Perfect 2, which was also horrible. Mm. Um, but I just don't think she's a good director. I mm. don't, th- I mean, and, and please, I know I'm, people are going to be like, you didn't get it. You mm. know, it's supposed to be funny. Look, I watched Sharknado, and I could get through Sharknado and laugh. I didn't laugh at this. Oh, okay. Like this, uh, you know, for me, it's like, uh, you, you know, I don't even know how to explain it, but there's a line, mm. right? And mm. if you're going to go over the line, you got to be mindful of how you go over the line and when you go over the line. And I felt that it goes over the line in all the wrong places. Okay. And look at all the people that she got to be in this uh, yeah. film. I mean, you know... You, and I hate that this is going to go down in history as Ray Liotta's last film. Mm.
2: I just hate mm. that. Mm. And
0: I just I, – I didn't think it was funny. I thought the gore was way too realistic. If oh. you wanted it to be funny, you like, you needed to go a little bit further. Mm. But mm. it was realistic gore. And mm. I don't – I mean, I get it. There's a, like There's a level of – Physical comedy, when somebody's getting hurt, that in general is humanity we can find funny. It's mm-hmm. the reason why funniest America's funniest home videos exists. Mm-hmm. I understand that concept, but when you're seeing somebody being drugged by an ambulance, face down, and like it's not, uh, it's not funny to okay. me. Okay, <laughs> it's not funny to me. I just, I was like, man, this is just really. It's not like they. I almost want to say that they didn't go far enough. They, okay. Be, Interesting. In order to make it funny, because it was just realistic, and I, I, thought, I thought it was sad. Mm, mm, and mm. and you know, ah, uh, uh, yeah, I hated it. Okay. Let's move on. All right. I hated let's it. move on. <laughs> hated it. <laughs> okay. And I love Elizabeth Banks. I love her as a performer. She should stop
1: directing. Okay. There you go. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Oh yes, Schmigadoon season two. Um, this one they. Also, they call it Schmicago, which gives you kind of a hint. I don't know if, if uh, well, we've seen, we've both seen the first season. The first season was very much an homage to Rodgers and Hammerstein and the MGM musicals, and I spent that season giggling to the references of like Oklahoma, Carousel, Music Man, and Brigadoon, which the yeah. title is a spoof of. So it made sense that they would change it and call it Chicago. And it's an homage to the more gritty musicals like uh, Sweeney Todd, Cabaret, Jesus Christ Superstar, a little bit of Godspell, Chicago, Sweet Charity, Pippin, you know, all those things. And our, our lead couple had returned from Schmigadoon, and they're missing it, so they're trying to go back and find it again, and they end up finding Schmicago instead, so I kind of like that premise, and I thought it was really fun, and I loved the the references to the um, musical theater, but I feel like it lost a little bit of steam near the end, and I wasn't sad to say goodbye to it, but I enjoyed the moments it, right, it reminded me of the Ruddles. I don't know if you ever saw uh-uh, the Ruddles. Uh-uh. It's a that's a spoof about the Beatles. It's a documentary. Mm. It's from ages ago. Some of the Python people are involved in that. Um, Eric Idle was in that. But um, what was cool about that was what was cool about this is the the spoof songs. You kind of recognized, oh, yeah. oh, that's neat, but they still worked with yeah. what they were trying to do. So I, I appreciated that. And, like, my favorite moment was the uh, the song Sour Macaroon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because yes. it was a parody of Faded Mandarin, which is a song I've never really understood uh-huh. in Jesus Christ Superstar, but I love the way it's performed. Yeah. So I And I love that the even the character was like, I don't know why I called you Sour Macaroon. Yes. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah, It doesn't even make sense. I don't even yeah. know what it means. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So
1: I'm looking forward, if they do a, another season, to – Maybe doing Come From Away, Hamilton, yes. some of the more, you know, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to skip over Andrew Lloyd Webber and go straight, you know, who knows. Yeah, but they, do them all. yeah they can do them all. Or Les Mis, like you yeah. mentioned. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. So it was fun. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't get through season one. Mm. I watched like the first couple of episodes and I went, yeah, okay, that's enough for me. Mm. It wasn't that I hated it. Right. It just was, I was like, I don't really get all the jokes because the Rodgers and Hammerstein really aren't my musicals. It wasn't your thing, yeah. It wasn't my era. And um, so I wasn't quite enjoying it at the, at the level that other people that I knew were like, oh, my gosh, it's so clever. it's so And I was like, oh, okay, I'm missing something. Um, but I was sort of excited about this season because this is my musical. This is your genre. I mean, Pippin and, you know, mm. right when I was graduating high school and first went to New York City, these were the musicals that were there, so it was sort of my... Now, some of them not, mm-hmm. like uh, Sweeney Todd. I like I wouldn't get the Sweeney Todd jokes, because I've never seen Sweeney Todd. Mm-hmm. So, I enjoyed this one more. There were more things for me to get, and I find that when I know the musical and know which song they're spoofing, mm-hmm. that it's much more fun. I also think this is one that you get together with other people, mm-hmm. and you watch, and everybody sort of weighs in, and um, it, especially if you had a bunch of musical theater, theater friends. People. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it's it's... It's not the kind of thing to binge. Mm. This is, like, half mm. an hour of it is, is just about enough. It's like cotton candy. It's clever. It's funny. You'll laugh. It's very enjoyable, and there's some performances that are to die <sighs> for. Yeah. I mean, they're they're handpicking mm-hmm. people who have been on Broadway that, you know, can really deliver. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, Alan Cummings. Alan Cummings uh, come yeah. on. I don't mm-hmm. have to know Sweeney Todd to appreciate him and Kristen Chenoweth doing mm-hmm. a number together. Right. Uh, it doesn't matter what it's from. I'm into it. But um, you know, I don't think it's something. I, it's it's not. If you binge it, it's like eating cow- and candy. It's I think too you're much.
1: right because we did not binge it, and I think that was the way to. It was a our little palate cleanser after a more heavier films. So like okay, let's watch. Let's watch yeah. this. It's a light hearted, romp. You know, so that was a that was good. But it, I don't know. I'm curious to see if they get a season three.
0: Yeah, I, I if they go on to the next season, if they do the Andrew Lloyd Webbers, I would be very excited to see mm-hmm. that too. Mm-hmm. But and Hamilton, I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of fodder there. Yeah, and Les Miz. they yeah. did a little bit of Les Mis in this season. But well, and
1: I guess Jesus Christ Superstar is Andrew Lloyd Webber, isn't it? It is. It
0: Okay. Well, Amanda has said, "Ouch." I don't see that on my uh, my comments for whatever reason, but yeah. I'm I, I'm assuming that's to me saying that Elizabeth Banks should not be allowed to direct oh, again. Oh, probably. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry. I'll give I'll give her another chance. I uh, love her. Um, <laughs> I, I I would like to see her in everything as an actress, but not directing again. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, onward and upward. Let's oh. let's move on to other fluffy thing. Firefly
1: Lane. <laughs> uh, the last season of uh, Firefly Lane and. Um, it's about two friends, and we're flashing backward and forward in time to when they were teenagers, to and into the the fabulous 80s with the wonderful, you know, polka dotted tights and, yeah. <laughs> and belts and big hair. Um, and it's you know, it's I enjoyed this, and I enjoyed watching the whole thing. I binged it all, and I feel like it is a good casting for the two of them. I think that you know, Catherine Heigl is well cast as kind of the prickly, ambitious. Mm-hmm. But softy in on the inside person. And um, I'm thrilled that women's fiction, as we call it, is being given a platform and being shown as profitable. Because, you know, much like Bridgerton, um, I'm a little disappointed that they picked the. I mean, I've read this author who this is based on, and I've read better. Um, mm-hmm. But this worked, and yeah. it was fine. But, and then, same with Bridgerton, I've read that author, and I've read better. But I love what they've done with it. So yeah. I'm like, just keep being successful because often when things that are female-based are successful, it's considered a fluke, you know, and, yeah. you know, much like Bridesmaids or, you know, the things that were like mega hits and then like, well, that won't happen again. It's like, yeah, yeah it will. Wake up. Yeah, wake up. Exactly. And, um, you know, and I'm a lifelong reader of romance novels and it's, it's a, yeah, it's wonderful. But uh, let's see, what did I say about this? Um Yeah, I like the female relationship being explored, and I like that they can screw up, you know, and then they can have moments of just complete disconnect and moments of coming together, and I I like that that, the focus was really their relationship, you know, on all of it. And, you know, I was really invested, and, um, you know, like I said, I'm I'm happy to see this genre being successful, because as I always say, that um, romance novels are written by women, about women, for women focusing on women's concerns mm-hmm. and i think the dis, distaste or the trashy romance n- moniker is kind of is m- misogyny you know yeah. and i so i'm like no we like to know about women's concerns or i do
0: so Absolutely. anyway me so, too yeah mm-hmm. this is a guilty pleasure of mine mm-hmm. i have to say so there were they called it two seasons, but it was sort of three seasons. Yeah, it was sort of three. Because yeah. they did one season, and then they did the first half of the second season, and then they did the finale. Mm-hmm. And I loved the first season mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. And I love—I don't always love when we jump back and forth in time, but they did it well, mm-hmm. and I thoroughly enjoyed that. And I, and I love Katherine Heigl. I am not a huge Sarah Chalk fan. Mm. So I tolerated her well because it was she did well enough in it, and the script and the direction supported it well enough. Uh, when they got into the first half of the second season, it became much more about her and less about Katherine Heigl, mm, mm. and I and I didn't love that as much. Yeah. I have to yeah. say, they needed yeah. to balance it out. Then we came back for this last season. It's so worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very cathartic. We don't want to give things away, but obviously at the end of the first half of the second season, it's revealed that the Sarah Chalk character has cancer, so, you know. We're dealing um, with that. and. Yeah. and you know, people have said to me, oh, it's so derivative. It's so, like, so many other movies. And my response to them is, yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't really care if it robs from mm-hmm. 13 other movies. And we've heard this story before. I don't care. I need it's, it. I want it. And it's I, how you do it, right? And and here's the other thing. Uh, throughout the course of, of this two seasons, they covered a lot of different ground about things, as you said, women's issues. Like, they covered miscarriages in a way that we don't see covered, and I'm all about that. Yes. Why are miscarriages something that we're not allowed to talk about, mm. that we're not allowed to see on television, mm-hmm. and that we don't get to see how it affects both the women and the men who are involved right. when somebody loses a baby? I, I So I loved – that mm-hmm. they took all those things on. Don't, you know, don't bother telling me. I love it. Yeah. So leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> like, go away. Hey. I don't, I don't, it, it doesn't have to be Oscar worthy. No. Um, but, you know, it was good storytelling mm-hmm. no matter how you shook it down, mm-hmm. except for a little bit of the season season two beginning. Mm-hmm. I felt like they kind of missed their mark a little bit, but they came back strong for the finale. Yes, they did. It's a 5 hanky affair. Yes. <laughs> um, but I love that. Yes. I, lo- oh, I love getting 100%. to wash my eyeballs watching something on my couch. That is, I think,
1: cathartic as well, is yes. to have a really good cry. You yes. know, I think that's an important thing we all need. Amen. So, yes. Okay, onward, yes. And onward and upwards. Onward oh, and upwards. the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, Mrs. Yes. Maisel, how much do I love you? Oh, she. I have to say, I was not an immediate convert to the show oh, way nice. back in the beginning. I felt it was a little over the top. Um, and And it felt like it devolved a little bit into caricature. But then I came to understand the tone of the show, and then I was all on board. Um, if you're not aware, um, I'll give you a, a strong recommendation to watch this. It's on Amazon, and it's very, very loosely based or inspired by the career of Joan Rivers. Um, Joan Rivers did have a connection with Lenny Bruce, and um, did start out in a simil- similar way to Miriam Mazel. and then we depart into the world of fiction. Um, and what a wonderful world it is. Uh, if you don't think that careers are, that are male-dominated make it hard for women to break in, then we can't talk about this because this is, it is so difficult and we get to see the different ways that she's trying to navigate it and also her manager, um, the wonderful uh, Alex Borstein oh. um, playing Susie and how they, you know, I'm often, it makes me think of John Belushi made a comment, like, chicks aren't funny was one of the things he had said and I'm like, mm, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, so this is this is explored very well, and the the costumes. Oh my God, yeah. the hats, the gloves, the 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 matching purses. Oh, yeah. I'm, I love it. But they also illustrate the gender roles and the time frame, and you know it's kind of like Mad Men, but in Mrs. Maisel, you're more kind of fic- you know focusing on the female experience of it. And um, what was neat was the way that uh, both Midge Maisel and Susie Meyerson, uh, the characters navigate this male-dominated world. And, you know, Mrs. Maisel stays pretty true to feminist, feminism, or not feminism, sorry, being feminine, mm-hmm. I should say, mm-hmm. with her outfits and her the way she sort of works her way in. Yes. And um, Susie's g- going a more masculine, more like, you know, hitting it and balls to the walls kind of person. And I love that. I love that both women are trying to figure out how do you succeed and, um, you know, staying ultra-feminine and just be better than the men or be a little bit more masculine and just keep at it. And I just love this. And uh, I can't wait to see th- – I haven't actually finished it because, yeah. you know, I think – I don't even think the last episode's out I don't think the last out episode's yet. out. Yeah, but we were f- – yeah, it's uh. –
0: Because I th- am i haven't seen the most recent one, and I, I think there's one more after that. Mm-hmm. But, um, so you love –
1: I love it, and I like that we're seeing a little bit more of kind of what this journey has cost her in terms of her relationships, so yeah. I'm interested to see that, but what are your thoughts? So
0: I loved the first two seasons mm-hmm. of this. I was so about this show and thought, you know, the writing is just so amazing, and Tony Shaloub is, a, a you know, mm-hmm. you, he's a master class in acting mm-hmm. in the This, especially in the first two seasons, somewhere in in season three they lost me. Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly why or where or Mm -hmm. how, but I just, for me, it lost momentum. And I, actually, I'll tell you, one of my criticisms of it is as we got to see her doing more stand-up, and I used to do Mm stand-up. The weakest part of the writing was the the jokes when her, which is always the case. Yes, right. It's very hard Mm -hmm. to write for stand-up jokes that are going to be translated without the. It's mm-hmm. very hard. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that it isn't, but it, it was, you know, bring in your best, pe- bring in your A yeah. team, hire people. Right. Like, come on. You mm-hmm. have, at this point, you're a hit show, and she's starting to do more stand up. So that's where they, they lost me. And, and so I have not watched the, 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 thir- the at end of the third and the fourth season. Mm-hmm. But I decided to come back in because it's the final season.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, now I need to go back and watch the fourth season because I'm missing some things. But um, I really feel like they're bringing it. They're bringing their A game for mm-hmm. this last season. It's, it's a little bit hard. I mean, they mm-hmm. don't – even though it's this schmaltzy, over-the-top kind of campy thing, mm-hmm. boy, they hit you hard. Yeah. I sort of enjoy that when yeah. everything is like light, funny, boom, Yeah. You know, they bring something in. And, and I love that it's very clear that they're going to land this plane. Mm-hmm. They've not given themselves leeway to not end this. Mm-hmm. Um, we're seeing – Mm flash-forwards to the future so that we're seeing things that happen. It's not always pretty. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Um, But the performances of this, you know, it is just so noteworthy. It's so enjoyable to watch actors at the top of their game Mm -hmm. being given good scripts, like no expense spared to give them the scenario that they need to make it happen. Mm -hmm. It really is... It, I think it's award-worthy mm-hmm. um, television. It's it's beautifully done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited to see how they are going to wrap, yeah. wrap it up. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm there for it. Yep. I'm, all, I'm all there for it. Yep. Okay, absolutely. Oh,
1: next one, Spellers. This is a documentary, and the biggest message of this documentary is presume competence, and I love that because I think a lot of our um, – Non-speaking individuals on the spectrum are are underestimated. In fact, it's based on the book written by Jamie and J.B. Handley called "Underestimated," Mm. and um, this is not a new issue to us in the you know those of us in the autism world. And it's about uh, how these folks have found their voice through typing. And um, there's some questions about oh, is it valid? Because there was a facilitated communication with something that was done several years ago. This is done in a very different way, but it still has that that stink on it, if you will. And um, there's um, the goal of all of this is teaching the motor skills so that the person can be completely independent. Yeah. And you do see the progression of that, and that, I think, is super important because the young um, Jay, uh, Jamie uh, Handley. He starts off with the stencil and, you know, po- po- pointing to the letters on the stencil, moves to a smaller stencil, moves to a laminated um, piece of paper, then moves to a keyboard that's held, and then a keyboard that's in a stand upright, and then finally a keyboard that's flat. So you see him completely independent, yeah. and, and I'm like, yes, and I've seen yes. this. I know. Me too. I know young folks that have found their voice this way and I know it to be true. Yes. So I hate the the sort of criticism it's gotten. I hate the the fact that the speech uh, I forget what it, the acronym is, but the uh, Association of Speech blah blah blah. They basically said don't do this. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, we as parents, I can't wait 20 years for 16 double blind placebo controlled studies for everything. For some things, yes. But for things that are not harmful, like we we implemented the diet for my son, the gluten and casein-free diet was hugely impactful, wasn't going to hurt him. And he, you know, we found it to be helpful. So it's always been like what is helpful and isn't going to harm him? And that's that's the direction we've always gone. That's what has guided us. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, it's like, oh, well, we tried it, and that's fine. But, you know, so I don't see the harm in this. I'm sure there are folks out there that can – give me their opinion but honestly from what i've seen and what these kiddos are able to do it's amazing and i'm like please let them let them have a chance you know let them have a chance
0: and I think that this is a really important film. I think that one of the things this film is going to do is going it's going to give parents hope, mm-hmm. and it's going to cause them to go, okay, maybe I'm not going to listen to all these other people, and I will go and try mm-hmm. it. And I think that that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's important that, that word get out. I love that they are looking at this in a different way and saying that for some types of autism, mm-hmm. there is a physical component, mm-hmm. and that the physical is, you know, that the the words are up there but Mm -hmm. getting it from here to here Mm -hmm. is a physical job Mm -hmm. um there's a whole lot of things that go into doing that and that may be hampered Mm -hmm. which might be other physical things happening too right but that perhaps there's a different way that we can get at this so i love that message i thought that that was really um a message that needs to be gotten out to the world um I think the part of the film that I have a little bit of trouble, and by the way, I believe in this as well. Mm -hmm. I have friends, and I have been in the room Mm -hmm. where people have communicated, and I know 100% for sure they're communicating on Mm -hmm. themselves, and it's, you know, this is not BS. Mm -hmm. So I want to say that. I am a believer, and I have been in the room, and I'm basing that on what I have seen, and I've asked questions, and you know me. I'm a skeptic. Like, I'm like, mm, Mm -hmm. okay, I want to see it this way and that way and the other thing. So, um, total believer, I don't know that the film is going to convince people who aren't in the autism community. Um, And I feel that part of the reason why is that they're, you know, the film makes this very cutting thing about, you know, why won't people believe? Why won't people believe? But then they never tell us why there is skepticism about this. Right, right. They don't address that. And some of the visuals that they, I've talked to some people who've seen it who aren't a part of the autism community, and they're like, but, you know... They're holding this board in front of them, and they're moving it away, and they're doing – and they're moving it, and I would have a hard time poking it while they're – like, they're Mm going to be skeptical about it Mm -hmm. Uh, because they haven't seen what you and I have seen, and Mm -hmm. so I feel that in some ways – I wish that the film had been a little bit tighter about that, and I wish that they had addressed that there was this other type of facilitated communication Mm -hmm. that people got all excited about, and then they did some studies, and and there are some very easy ways that you can show whether this is working and it's really the person doing it or not, Mm -hmm. and it was found that it wasn't. It was the facilitator. Right. And and they make it sound like there is no possible way that you can do the double blind. Okay. Mm -hmm. But if they had just, Mm -hmm. in the film, Shown This is is how we would do this study. And it was easy. And they did it with facilitated communication and it didn't pass. Right. And that's that you put um, headphones on the person who is holding the thing. Right. uh, So that they're hearing something else and you ask the question and you see if it's. So I just wish that they had shown that because I think they could have. I think they could have as well. I think they could have and that would have quieted some of the. Uh, the skepticism that will come from the world outside of autism. But for the autism community, I think this is a great, great film. I think it's going to open a lot of people's eyes. We've asked um, and have been in, in talks with both the director and the editor to be on the show. Oh, great. And they they're both have been busy, but I think that they are going to come on. Maybe they won't after what I just said. Uh, but I think it's an important film. It is important. And, and actually, I was lucky
1: to – there were some Q&As that I was able to watch with, uh-huh. with some of the spellers and also with the therapist. And they did bring up the sort of the movement and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I observed so – I've seen it twice now, this film. And um, I observed that um, Don Marie Gavin, I think is how you say her name – She's rock solid, yeah. And I and she's she's one of the main therapists that's that's doing this. Some of the parents get a little loosey goosey, right? You know, right. and I'm like I'm like, hey, it happens. We of get course. you know that's the way that's the way that things go sometimes. But I really loved, like I said, seeing the progression yeah. of Jamie going from one to the other to the other, and seeing it getting to the point where he's alone in the room and doing it. And I'm exactly. like, there you go, there, there, you, there go. you go. You know, and well, has, I, I mean, yeah. I've
0: been in the room with Emily Groden, mm. and you know, she types away, and uh, you know, the, her facilitator, mm-hmm. uh, when she's asked a question, what she does is she goes like this to her. She mm-hmm. pulls on her sweater, mm-hmm. and then Emily knows it's time for T- her to. to, to type. But that's it. Yes, she's yes. doing this, and I've been in the room. Yes. Emily's typing these beautiful things that Emily types. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will defend that with my life. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, but. You know, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I think that they
1: knew the criticism would be there. Right. And, and it would have been nice to address that. And yeah. I, and that was what I came away from, too. Because I think a lot of times within our community, there are a lot of these films that come out about different issues. And I'm like, well, you're not going to convince anybody that doesn't already. Thing. Right, and then
0: maybe that's not the job. I don't know because that's a heavy lift, you know. But I yeah, like you exactly. Said, yeah. I think it's important for the autism community. I think some people will see it. I think it's going to create more questions. Maybe it'll spur the studies to be done. I hope which so. needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's an important film. I'm glad they made it. I'm in support of it. I hope that you guys will watch it. You can there are, if you go on their website. You can see all the places where they're doing showings and doing talkbacks, but you can also rent it online. It's like $10. Yeah,
1: and I think at this point uh, there may be – now, uh, it may be available free now oh, okay. so it may either be ten dollars or it may be free so it's worth it spellers.com it, it, and yes. yeah
0: and it's worth it it yes, is worth it. it's absolutely worth Definitely. it everybody's done. talking about it and they should be talking about it. traven you asked me if i could see and i'm whatever I, and reasons, i forgot the comments, to look <laughs> the comments aren't showing up for me so i don't know what else i'm, I'm not even sure where i'm supposed to look i'm sorry Okay, so Amanda had written in and said the movie was amazing ah. and it has her second guessing everything. And I think that for, for any parent that has a nonverbal child, I think mm-hmm. that it will. Mm-hmm. I will, It will cause you to look at things in a different way and you should watch it.
1: Yes, absolutely. You should, you
0: should definitely, it's well worth watching. Yes, yes. And I think also. Amanda watched it twice. Yeah. <laughs> as, as did you. Amanda. I didn't make it <laughs> twice, but I, you know, I have but um yeah but anyway so uh, yeah well
1: the and the other thing too the presuming competence I think is oh. so important because I made a we made a big mistake in early on of kind of talking about my son in front of him mm-hmm. you know nothing horrible but it's still not what you would should do yeah and I think when I came to understand that that he was taking in more than he was able to
2: yeah.
1: I felt terrible and yeah. I was like, that's it. We're not ever talking about him in front of him except to say, you're doing great, my friend. You're fabulous. And then yeah. if there are issues you need to address with the therapist, you do it somewhere else. You know, you're not –
0: because that whole process is yeah. – it's so hard. And anyway, We run into it with every – I mean, the, the yeah. story that I always tell is when – On the day that my son turned three, it was his last day of having speech and his early start program with his speech and language pathologist, who I'd loved, Mm who had been so kind to my son, but she was going to test him Mm -hmm. on that day. And she had one of those flip boards that had pictures, right? And she said, okay, touch the one that you would cook with. And I thought, well, he's not going to know that. And my son was looking over here. He wasn't even looking at this Mm -hmm. thing, and he whapped it and hit the frying pan. And I sat up, and I went, what? Yeah. I mean, this yeah. is when my child was nonverbal. And 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 she said to me, oh, no, that was a fluke. Mm. And so then she turned the page, and now there's, like, there were only two things there before. And now there were, like, four things. And she said, and he's looking over here, and he's playing mm. with something, whatever. And she said, you know, which one of these things would you write with? And I was like, he doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, he, he, he doesn't respond to his name. He doesn't know that. And he, again, he's looking over here, and he pff, hits the pen. And I went. That's not a fluke. That's and not she a fluke. said, "I don't want you to get excited. It's totally a fluke." And she turned. And he did it like eight times. Yeah, no longer. And a I, fluke. Pick, <laughs> I picked him up and left. And I was like, "He is understanding so much more mm-hmm. than I knew." Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. and and yet she was saying, "No, don't get excited. Don't." Well, that's sort of there uh, they're their mom. You know, adapt, yeah. Pat me on the head. Yeah. No. Stop. yeah. stop. 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 It. Stop.
1: Yep. Knock Amen. Not get the heck off. Okay, here Next. we go. Oh, Indian <laughs> and from from the intense to the 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 <laughs> frothy um, yes. Indian matchmaking. Um, this is this show. I love this show. Me too. <laughs> it's so much fun. Basic premise: Indian families living all over the world just want to see their kids get married, and uh, the matchmaker Sima Sima from Mumbai Sima yes. Auntie. Um, she wants you to consider all your options when she's talking to you and keep an open mind and each of her potential matches have to list things they want in a life partner and have their what she calls bio data, mm-hmm. you know, we'll share the bio data and, um, and it's presented like a resume to potential matches and whenever my husband and I watch this show, we end up having these long conversations about what, you know, what it is, what our lists were and all wow. those different things. And the Moira,
0: you're getting your husband to watch Indian matchmaking he with you. do so. we all want to be, be Moira <laughs> when we grow up. Oh, it's fabulous. And and um, one of the things that
1: was early in our, uh, well, I, I had a hairdresser in the 80s, fabulous. I had fabulous 80s hair. Yes. And I remember talking to her and saying, How do you find, how do you know, what, you yeah. know, how do you find your match and blah, blah, blah. And she said, Make a list. Mm. And I, I was like, Make a list. Right. and then i was thinking like well what would the list be and then you know when you think about looks and all these things it's like all right whatever that's one thing yeah. you know but then one of the things on my list was must love monty python okay and and that and i thought why is that a deal breaker for me but then i realized it's stupid but it's not it was a kind of a perspective it was kind of a sense of humor and yeah that was the thing you know so weirdly that's you know watching that is is Funny, and, you know, Sema auntie tells you you're only going to get 60 to 70% yes. and blah, blah, blah. Especially and when it
0: comes to the physical things. Oh,
1: yes. Well, and that's yeah. the thing I think is so interesting yeah. is when they're very fixated on the physical, yeah. they're not as open to actually getting to know this person. Yeah. And there was one gal who I thought was rude um, who kind of complained that the guy didn't look as much like his picture anymore. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's just rude. You know, and she's, you know, she ends up with somebody else, and I'm like, that's probably good. You yes. know, I think he dodged a bullet there. But, um, but yeah, so it's an interesting, I don't know, like I said, it ends up with the, all these discussions about yeah. life and, you know.
0: I um, love this show, too, and I've watched all the seasons of it now, and um, I love that, unlike a lot of other reality shows, you know, Sima shows up and... And it always starts with "Hello, I'm Sima from Mumbai,", from Mumbai yeah. and uh, I love that. <laughs> and uh, you know, and she counsels them, and it's not just about her her matchmaking them because usually every season there's at least one person who doesn't end up finding their match with the matches that SEMA has done but finds a match on their own because Seema yeah. gets them to look at their circumstances mm-hmm. different, and they always say, I think this opened me up to it. And I sort of love that they're yeah. showing, you know, that they're not making all, like, she's the magic. She's the magic of it, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I love that. And I I just – I love to see when people are finding their way, mm-hmm. when they're discovering things, like mm-hmm. seeing people think through and, and change – I absolutely love that. And I think it's very endearing. Plus, you get to know all these things culturally about India that I did not know and yes. love now. Yes, yes. I just, I was like, okay, I, I didn't know that. I just, mm-hmm. um, and of course, now they've uh, franchised it. Now we have Jewish ma- matchmaking. Which I just binged. <laughs> and I've I've only seen like the trailer for it. I haven't seen it. Is uh, it good?
1: I enjoyed it. Okay. I enjoyed it. And it's it's neat because it, again, it's a different culture. And yep. then there's the the levels of. How much like some with Indian matchmaking it was some it has to speak Hindi, has to you know, yes all the and it can get drilled down more specifically, which I'm like, Well that does make sense sure when you're talking about families combining. It's not impossible to combine families from different cultures. It happens all the time. Yeah. You know, thank God. But I think it's like a if you're not thinking, like, I'm not already in love with this person, so I need to yeah. kind of figure out what my priorities are. And uh, and it's like that with, with the Jewish matchmaking, too. So I enjoyed th- that. I think that was a good one. So
0: and I will tell you, I think that all of these dating shows, mm-hmm. if you can get your kids to watch them, mm. I think they're good lessons for our kids because you get to see – it's video modeling of mm-hmm. dating, yeah. and you get to see a discussion of what worked and what didn't. In one of the earlier seasons of Indian matchmaking, there was a guy who was like, well, she's got to be hot. 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 And, and Sima would send him on dates with some really wonderful people that mm-hmm. he was like, I really enjoyed spending time with her, but, you know, I just don't, it's not the magic isn't there, whatever. And then then finally she says, okay, and she finds him somebody really hot. Mm-hmm. And he goes on the date with her, and at the end, the girl says, "I got to be honest, I think we're just friends and then goes off and says, "You know, he's not very hot yeah. And I thought, "Oh, I'd love to have been in the room when he watched that back. <laughs> I'll bet he ended up with somebody very happy after that because that's a lesson in and of itself
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know yeah. what it's
0: like to be with somebody's only thinking about, you know, are you hot enough for my meter?"
1: Yeah. I know, oil, oil, oil. I know, and it's it's so limiting, yeah, it's yeah. limiting, so uh, fun, and like I said, lots of discussions to be had, yes, watching this. So Netflix, yeah. very great, cool stuff,
2: all okay. right, next
1: one, ah, it's, this is our last one, isn't it, I uh, think, is so it? I have a lot to say, okay, so, great. okay, Champions, um, with Woody Harrelson, and a fabulous cast of young adults that yes. have disabilities, yes. and they are all individuals with disabilities, which I think is a wonderful representation. So the setup is, it's a movie about a disgraced basketball coach who has to do 90 days of community service. Um, and this means coaching a team of adults with special needs. Um, he's this. It's a setup for the, they taught me more than I taught them trope. Yeah. And it, feels pretty much by the numbers, in my opinion. Um, I love the cast being made up of adults with special needs. They were amazing. They were. Um, and Woody Harrelson has been quoted as saying this is the best cast he's ever worked mm. with. And I do not doubt that in for a second. I just wish they'd given them more to do. Yeah. I really feel that way. I feel like they were working towards, I feel like we are all working towards true representation. And the next step, I think, is going to be recognizing that these special needs actors do have the range. And, um, and the sky's the limit, you know? Yeah. Um, so it, it was overly cautious. Much like um, when we did the story of Luke, you mentioned how they said, we cannot cast an actor yeah. who actually has autism in this role because blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, you no, can. you can. Yeah. And I feel like this. the folks behind this film may have been a little hesitant to give them uh, really meaty things to do. Um, the love interest shows up. The fabulous Caitlin Olsen, I adore her. Um, she was in always. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and also in hacks, hilarious. Mm-hmm. Love her. Um, and I, she had a conflict about being overprotective of her sibling. Mm-hmm. With uh, I believe he had Down syndrome, and mm-hmm. she was like very protective of him. And she was struggling on how much independence to give him. And I kind of wanted him to be part of that conversation, and he was not. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like. Mm, you know, because I thought, this is something that I think is, is a great conversation mm-hmm. to see. And um, it resonated very strongly with me, the issue. So I was kind of like, oh, come on. Um, another fabulous moment is between Harrelson and the teammate that refuses to play for him. And that is played by, um, well, H- Harrelson's character is focused on winning, so he wants to get this kid back on the team because he's the best player and his the character's name is Darius and he's played by a young man named Joshua Felder and he's fabulous this yeah. young man and he when he says his reason for not wanting to work with Woody Harrelson's character that was wonderful and I'm yeah. like look at that scene that was great you know and um so yeah so I kind of was like yeah. ooh I just want I wanted more of them and what they what they were feeling about everything they were going through, and I feel like they missed the mark on that, and I do, I get, I do get annoyed by the, the, oh, this, this person with disabilities taught me to be a better person. I'm like, they're a human being. They have a life They you know, it's not, they're not there to make you feel better, you know, and so, and maybe I'm a little touchy about that, you know, but. What were your thoughts on this?
0: I think it's a really good film. Um, I think it's very watchable. I'm sorry that it didn't do better in box office and mm. that our community didn't embrace it more. Mm. Um, because I think that it is a stepping stone film for our community that to show that these actors do have this range and can do this. And I think it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great movie to... It's available now on demand. It's $20. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know... It's one of those movies that later on, like Thanksgiving, it's going to be the movie that people – when it's, like, available for free or less, people are going to watch it and they're going to go, I don't understand why this didn't get more attention because I think it's a good movie. I think that it could have been a great movie. Mm -hmm. And I think that it did did fall short. It's interesting that your take on it because when my husband and I were talking about it afterwards and I said – Uh, I said, it's a really good movie. I wish it had just been a great movie. And Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out, like, what would have made it a great movie and why do I not feel that it was a great movie? And Jim said, yeah, yeah, it's perfectly okay. But it just, it never crested that. I mean, it's a feel-good movie, but it didn't, you know, that thing Mm -hmm. I was saying before about, you know, you can bring us along and whatever and then punch. It wasn't enough of the punch. Yeah, And I also felt like, um, this is a Bobby Farrelly movie, And um, I think, you know, I think the confidence level Mm -hmm. of working with this cast, um, maybe. But I was seeing it more on Woody Harrelson's end. I love Woody Harrelson. Mm -hmm. And I know what Woody Harrelson can do as an actor, and he can go there. Mm -hmm. And he's a little bit like Jim Carrey. And if he's put in the wrong hands with the wrong people, because Jim Carrey is a great actor and can go to amazing places, real places, as an actor, but I I think sometimes directors get a little, like, you Mm -hmm. know, these guys have such, they they try to be a little hands off with them, and I think that there was another layer of Woody Harrelson that we could have gotten to, that Mm -hmm. I know we could have gotten to, but that maybe they were worried about time schedules and things, because... Mm -hmm. You want to be respectful of the people that, you know, yeah. are there that are differently abled. I don't know. I yeah. don't know what was there going There was a hesitancy, on. though. You felt yeah. it, too. Yeah. Yeah, and I really felt like I really wanted to see emotional. If this is what the film is going to be, mm-hmm. which is that, because the film is very much Woody's film. Mm-hmm. It's his journey that we're seeing about how he goes from someone who does not care about his the, the people on his team to he he goes to caring about the people on his team. I think I really needed to see him on his knees. Mm-hmm. I needed to see him leveled. Instead, I don't want to give anything away, but there is a moment when it all sort of shifts for him, and I and I was like, mm, this didn't have it for me, mm-hmm. um, and I yeah i think that we i it would have been very easy a little uh script tweak mm-hmm. a little directing tweak and it was all there yeah all the components were there but but yes hesitancy yes yeah and i do want to say um there were so many good cast members in this all the way around supporting cast i mean ernie mm-hmm. hudson mm-hmm. um and i didn't i couldn't list them all if you would put that that uh, full screen again for a second traven uh, but I did list the two cast members that we've already had on the show mm. that we've interviewed. Matthew Vander I think is how you say his name. Oh, wonderful. He was one of the members on the team, mm-hmm. um, the one with all the the two girlfriends. Yes, <laughs> um, who was hilarious, and then Casey Metcalf, mm-hmm. who is actually an actor on the autism spectrum, who is he's the one that his finger is bent. Oh in yeah, all the, uh, <laughs> who who did a lovely job too. We had him on the show. Yeah. Uh, with his mom and talking about it, and he said, "What a wonderful experience it was mm-hmm. being a part of this film, and how generous Woody was, and how you know everybody worked on." It. I'm glad that everybody was fabulous on set yes but i think yeah i think each time that a movie like this happens Mm -hmm. that everybody's gonna go oh and be and you know taking it back to today is uh, as we said kobe bird's 21st birthday and i remember when he was being cast on the good doctor and he was like a 16 year old at the time Mm -hmm. and i know that you know there was some concern about like was he going to be able to handle the rigors of the from production? His his mom was like, "Oh no, no, he, can, he handle can do it." it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, but then I know that once they were done, and it w- I feel like they were up in Canada for like eleven days mm-hmm. for that first show, mm-hmm. and um, and and that everybody on set was like, "Oh." This guy's a professional, yeah, and he's as much of a professional as any, as Freddie Highmore, mm-hmm. and he can totally handle this. And then it, it felt like a crack in the egg,
1: and I call this a stepping stone as yeah. well. I feel like every time, and that's why I think that's why, like even when I was talking about with women, can women be funny? You know, all these different things, these different stories from different voices. Yeah, it's like give give them a chance, and yeah. then it's a stepping stone towards like, look, this this can be. This can be good. This can be something that people can enjoy and connect with. But it does
0: feel like the people who are controlling the money to make the films are being a little bit slow to learn.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think you're right. And I, yeah. And I wonder, you wonder too if they're getting notes from
0: somewhere, the money people. Like, uh, you know, watch But even this film, I don't feel like they promoted it as much as they could have. Mm. Um, I, I don't. I don't feel like they backed it monetarily, mm. um, in the, and and it didn't do well in the box office. But then, mm-hmm. you know, why would it if you didn't? Why would back it, it if it? you didn't? Yeah. Uh uh-huh. yeah. oh, So that's that's I, you true. know, it makes it hard for them to say, okay, let's do another one because we yeah. know that the box office matters. But even then, you know, mm-hmm. box office matters. But then, you know, because look at uh, Bridesmaids, mm-hmm. uh, bo- yeah. that, like that a decimated the box box yeah. office. It was like fluke. Yeah, flu. Exactly. Not a flu. Yeah. Not a flu. Uh, exactly. It, up, I guess it's baby steps, but
1: it's frustrating.
0: But yes. that is our last one. Is it really? We didn't think we were going to be able to get yeah, through we all thought of them. We thought um, yeah, okay, we had too many. But amazing. Um, okay, so what 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 uh, what have you been watching since we decided on this since, since we, we decided have decided as well.
1: Like I said I watch a Jewish match, matchmaker yeah. or matchmaking which I think is super fun, so I'm happy to talk about that next time. Okay. Um, I'm trying Oh, The Great
2: I don't know. Oh, if you watched. I watched There's the
0: first season, but I haven't watched the second.
1: There's a new one that's dropped. Oh, the third one, I think. Oh yeah. my gosh! Okay. I've lost track. Fabulous. Okay. Fun. Um, the. Uh, let me see. What else have I been watching? We watched
0: Sweet Tooth. Did you watch that? The second I started
1: season? that, and then we kind of lost steam on it.
0: Yeah. And how how is it? Because it's it's not the new. Well, once you've seen The Last of Us, it's basically the same thing, oh. and it just doesn't compare. I see The Last of Us. Oh, nothing uh, compares. Give them all the awards. Right. Yeah. Shove them all <laughs> the way. Up. Yeah. But you yeah. know what I watched that I can't stop talking about is The Diplomat.
1: Oh, you had mentioned that, Ugh. and I think I need to take a look. And that's Kerry Russell.
0: It's Kerry Russell. I've never been a big fan of Kerry Russell, but she's fabulous. And it's got Rufus Sewell. Uh. And, I mean, Ruf- Rufus Sewell, uh, you know. Yeah. Any, you anything, mm-hmm. you know, he can just – Read the phone book to me. <laughs>
2: uh, and he
0: can do it fully clothed. I'm all good. I'll sit there for hours. I'm looking forward to the next season of
1: Good Omens. I don't know if you watched, watched that. I haven't watched that at all. Yeah, that's, uh, that is something. Terry Pratchett uh, and um, Neil Gaiman uh, created property. And then Terry Pratchett passed away. But he and Neil Gaiman had spoken about okay. what the next book or season would okay. look like. So that's got Michael Sheehan and uh, David Tennant. And they're both... That. David Tennant
0: gets to be the sort of, you know, bad angel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And it's fun. Yeah. Well, with the writer's strike, it's going to get really interesting here any minute um, yeah. because it's, there's going to be a, a slowdown of what we get to see. And and looks like very likely that sag after is going to go out on strike too. i I've heard
1: also the Director's Guild is considering going in solidarity, which is okay. good because I yeah, think there change needs to happen. But uh, Maybe we'll hit, a bunch of rewind films
0: then maybe next one maybe (laughs) but uh we don't want to leave we said a happy birthday to kobe bird earlier but we also want to congratulate you because your daughter it has a very important thing that's happening do you want to share yes my beautiful daughter is
1: graduating from chapman from dodge film school this weekend and we are just so proud walking on air she's amazing and um I actually showed her Kobe's short film uh-huh. that he did with his mother, and she loved it. And wow. uh, so,
0: yes. So, and she's graduating voice. in screenwriting, correct? She is. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah, actually, the the
1: major is called television writing and production, but okay. they're sort of revamping it. So okay. this this class, I think, is the last one with that label of television writing and production. She's gotten to do a lot of different things. She's done a lot of different roles on set. And it's
0: been a great experience for her. So Well, yeah. we can't wait until there are things that we can be talking about w- that she has done. Yeah. So uh, of course, I will be way.
1: completely un, uh, unbiased. <laughs> well,
0: of course. You're a mother. Uh, that Of course she'll be unbiased. What's to say? <laughs> anyway, so congratulations to you, Thank to the you. whole family. Well, I'm sorry, Trayvon, say again? Uh, So Amanda wanted to know what film school, Chapman. Chapman,
1: yeah, Chapman University Dodge College of Film, and uh –
2: Great, great, fabulous
1: school. school. It's been a great experience for her. Wonderful. Pandemic and, uh, uh, you know, aside, you know, yeah. gap year thrown in there in the middle because of
0: the pandemic. But Amanda said, "Amazing, congratulations!" And we all say, "Amazing, <laughs> congratulations!" <laughs> uh, you know, it's a big, big deal. Yeah, that's yeah. a very a it lot is. of hard work getting a kiddo through college mm-hmm. uh, and living through it. Living so. through it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, watching them go through it—it's yep. hard work. Yep. So, congratulations Thank to all so of much. you, and most especially to her. So uh, that's it for today. Stay tuned tomorrow for Stories from the Spectrum. We'll be back on Monday for a Parent-to-Parent Talk, and Dr. Grant Pichet will be here on Tuesday, I think. Mm-hmm. I have to think about that. I think so. Uh, but we'll be back next month with more, more stuff, more stuff mm-hmm. to talk about. Tell us if there's something you want us to review. I know for a while you guys were sending us rewind things. It doesn't have to be something new. If there's something that you've seen that you want us to review, let us know because we really love uh, – Watching movies yeah. and TV, so we'll watch it. I'm doing
1: here. it anyway.
0: There so we there we go. All right, you guys, uh, that's it for now. Uh, give your kiddos a hug for me and one for you too. Mm-hmm. And anything you want to say. Mm-hmm. There Take we go. Take care. All right, bye bye, you guys.